got to tell you, it feels kind of fantastic to be back home, even though this week has been a nightmare for mm-hmm. me. Just because I went from being away, I was in the Cape this weekend, to being back here. My work week's all crammed up, and I'm leaving again on Thursday to go to Wyoming. Mm-hmm. I just, what should have been like a nice little relaxing weekend away has like somehow stressed me out more coming back, dealing with all this work stuff. And then I gotta leave again. That's just, it's a lot, you know. That's yeah, for you. Just, I'm just a guy that's trying to, you know, play some Overwatch and you know, drink some some soda water, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not telling you to live your life that way. Yeah, good. What What is Mike's ideal beverage of choice? Not that. I I would rather drink, like, rainwater coming from a gutter. I would, I would, I would rather, rather than soda water. Soda water. I'm gonna hold you to this. I, I would rather go to you know the desolate streets of Chernobyl and find a, a muddy puddle and, and drink that. Now again, I'm going the whole like I'm going to. I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna get us in a scenario where where we, we are, are parched. Maybe we're in Chernobyl. I don't know. We are parched, mm-hmm. and there's two beverage options, right. and it's like parched to the point of like. Mike, I can barely talk. You can barely. You can't even talk because you're more parched than I am. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Right. And your options are literally like drinking the spit that isn't available out of my mouth, mm-hmm. the Chern- Chernobyl sewer thing, mm-hmm. or a fucking nice ice cold crispy fucking fridge full of, full of an assortment, an array of of eclectic yet, you know, uh, approachable soda waters. Honestly, on the list of things, your spit is probably below the polar seltzer water because your spit is probably <laughs> filled with that stupid <laughs> seltzer water. So here's the thing. I don't even actually like soda water that much. It's just if I drink it, I won't drink actual soda. Yeah. So I feel like it's a win. I feel like it's a smart life choice. Yeah, I think he's Listen, I, I eat shittily on the daily, so anything that I can cut out that's bad for me is a win. So if soda has to take the bullet... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Coca-Cola. But I've moved on to greener pastures. But that being said, Mike, of of the things that have happened this past weekend while I was in the Cape, I was, you know, this weekend I was away, I was in Cape, you, you, as the good friend that you are, came over and fed Navi for me, which I appreciate. Navi appreciates. She misses you. When you came here today, I think she was looking for you to feed her. That's why she came over and was like meowing at your feet. She's like, no, 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 you feed me now. That's what you do. It's probably going to be like that for a little while, just as an FYI. She's going to assume that you're a food giver. I'm a food, yeah, I'm a food member. So now, now whenever Mike comes in, it's going to be like, oh, I get to eat again right now? I'm the food, man. Because she always gets – so anytime we're away for a period of time or if, like, she eats in the morning. Like, we feed her wet food in the morning and then dry food just, like, the rest of the day type of thing. But – Anytime that we're away for some period of time, or if whatever messes up us feeding her in the morning, like I came home Sunday night at like one thirty, and like all right, if Navi, if I can sneak in and Navi's not like fucking up my ass, I'm gonna go to bed, and I'll just you know roll reset. I'll feed her in the morning, but of course not. She hears me pull up. She's sitting by the window. I open the door. She's sitting in the door like this, meow, like. It's fucking food time, right? Because you just came in and I haven't fucking eaten. It's food time, right? So I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. Like, I'll give you food because I'm not going to be that guy. So I gave her food. And then, and fucking, when I get up in the morning, fucking, 
at the rise of the fucking sun, she's, oh, it's food time again, right? Because even though you just fed me five hours ago, it's fucking food time again, right? And I'm like, God damn it. But now she's in this weird thing where it's like when I came home from work today, she was like, it's food time again, right? Like, no, 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 no. Like, slow down. It's not food time every time I walk in the door. It's not what's happening here. And it's going to get, like, before it gets better, I'm just going to go away again. Yeah. And it's going to get like that for another week. Silliness. Mm-hmm. Cats are, are creatures of habit. I don't know if you were aware of this. Pretty much so. But they're very particular. And they like they like schedules. Which is weird because I feel like cats are also very laid back. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm a laid back kind of cat. But also, like, listen, I got a strict schedule here of nap for a few hours, eat, nap for a few more hours, and you fucking feed me. So, like, it's feed time. So maybe they're not laid back. Maybe their schedule is just very much filled with relaxing time it's tough to understand maybe i would like to see what navi's like schedule like weekly schedule looks like i actually like have you ever thought about putting cameras up either like putting cameras up to see what your cats do when you're at home i i had a camera up for a while i i forget why i took it i disconnected it i think i was just lazy did you did you see things like you see your cats like playing poker or something like what, what were they doing I just kind of skimmed through it, and it was only up in one room, so like I really only saw what maybe one or both cats were doing. Like every once in a while, I'd probably just see them um, either eating or drinking or just like laying down. I'm so curious. I like I want to set up a situation where I can like see what Navi's up to, but I feel like the best scenario would be to put the camera on Navi. You know what I mean? That way I can see the full full story. I'll skip over, like, the bathroom parts. I don't need to see no, that. But, you know, we can skip through naps and stuff. But I want to see, like, where she goes. Like, what what does she do? If she hears, like, a car drive by, does she, like, feel like, you know, I'm going to go sit in the front window. I want to see what's going on out here. It was Prime Day. You could have picked up some cameras. That's true. It's still Prime Day, technically. It's still Prime Day, technically. Technically. It, it was not always two days, though, right? No. It, it was called Prime Day, not Prime Days. It was called Prime Day. Is it called Prime Days now? No. It's just called Prime Day. So it's called Prime Day, but they decided to expand it to two days. I want to talk about Prime Day, but before we get into Prime Day, I want to kick things off here with, well, I guess I should probably intro the show since, you know, we're we're doing that thing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pass Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in gaming and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests on, sometimes we talk about Overwatch too much. Spoiler alert, we are going to talk about Overwatch today because there's a bunch of Overwatch stuff in the news. Uh, Either way... We have a new episode for you each and every week available on all major podcast platforms. Sometimes we record the episodes live on Twitch because some people want to see that, which you can see at twitch.tv slash controller, as well as stream a variety of other things on that channel. But uh, yeah, as always, I'm your host, Brendan Groom, and joining me today is the cat feeder, the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Vizier. Mike, other than having to stomach sitting next to me for the next uh, 45 to an hour. How are you doing? Tired. What's the matter? Mikey, Mikey's no, don't get so sleepy? Nope. What happened? Up late last night? No, I just didn't take my afternoon nap. Do you always take an afternoon nap? I don't fucking know. I just know I get home like, you know what? I'm not doing anything. I'm going to lay down for a bit. Are you a cat that animorphs back and forth? Don't use animorph like a fucking verb like that. Can anim... Wait, is there a verb for, like, the action of anamorphing, or no? They just called it morphing in the books. Morphing, okay. Well, I didn't know if there was, like, a, ca- a canon word they used for morphing. Now, being a, an anamorph uh, pleb, mm-hmm. can 
those are they called something people that can do it are they called animorphs uh well there was there were like five of them six can x and that was just it's a whole thing they they got the powers through an alien and it's like a it's a whole thing wait there's only six of them that can do it but isn't there a large book series yeah so some of these people can anim can morph into multiple things Oh, I really don't know anything about animorphs, apparently. I'm going to have to fucking do a whole thing. Yeah, they, it's not like they change it to an animal. Well, with the exception of one, and even that one was kind of murky. It's not like they change it to an animal and stay the animal. Like the, There's a whole plot. It's like an alien invasion, and so, they're trying to fight so, the aliens. So you said one of them was Dax? Axe. Axe? Yeah. Of course it is. So can Axe morph into other types of animals just than just one? They can all morph into different kind of animals. I didn't know that. I just thought, like, that's the fucking horse person, and that's the starfish guy. And I thought that was it. Like, you had good one, no. and you were done. No. Interesting. Now, I guess you explaining that a little bit kind of answered my next question before I ask, ask it. Ask it. Before I ask it. And it's, uh, so they can freely go back and forth. They can freely go back and forth. The only stipulation was... You could not stay transformed as a single... You could not morph into a creature for more than two hours. If you transformed into a creature for more than two hours, was, consecutive hours, you get stuck. You get stuck as whatever you morphed into. And there's no way to go back? There's no way to go back, and there's an asterisk behind that because the one main character who did that, he found a, he got like a way to change back because like the characters were sort of cool with like a alien god type thing and like he got away but like his his default form was still the animal he got stuck as it's just that he got the ability to then still change after the fact interesting now was this initial originally a book series yes did it ever get a tv show yes was it good no were the books good yes okay early what was it nah, early 2000s now nah, it might have been late 90s we the technology was not there to make a, a Nickelodeon television series about... Oh, was that Nickelodeon? About kids changing into animals. What, were the books like a Nickelodeon property, or they no, just licensed it over the show? It would now... Would, would Animorphs... Would you want that to come back? Like, yeah. would you want that to be rebooted? As like a television series? Or, or anything. Yeah, that'd be cool. Are there large people... Like, why aren't they doing that? I mean, everything gets rebooted these days. I don't know. Is it on the... Do you think it's on the fucking docket somewhere? you think someone's looking to scoop it up? I think, considering the book series was some 50-odd books, not counting weird, like, non-canonical fucking properties, Mm -hmm. it's probably just tricky to change that into any sort of working series. At least, yeah, I think it would be tricky. I think it's doable, I think it's but I doable. think it's tricky. Do do we know who owns the like whose property it is? Like who owns it? I mean, it was a Scholastic book series. Yeah, but is it like a Scholastic property, or do they just have the rights to? I don't. I don't know how books work. I imagine it's there, like outside of the author. I believe it's it's them that publish it. Yeah, I mean, I, so I, I'm sure in some scenarios it's like there's just publishers for books similar to like video games like mm-hmm. like there's like the author I, I'm, I'm sure in some scenarios the author signs over the rights maybe or signs over a portion of the rights to the publisher and then in some scenarios I'm sure it's like it's the author's 
IP, but they go to a publisher to get the book out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that. I mean, again, I don't know anything about book distribution and how that works out. But I would imagine it's that way. Like I would imagine that even if in the early stages, like J.K. Rowling, you know, had to cut something with whoever published her books, but then after the fact was like, I mean, this is my fucking my thing. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a big deal, so it's mine now. I, I I don't know. I, I mean, I really don't know anything about book publishing rights and how that breaks uh, down, so I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, I, that's that's a. I feel like that's a series that people would get on, on board for, get excited for. Maybe a Netflix series, no? Those are the most popular. I think it will work as an animated series. I think that might be the best way to do it. Hmm. Geared towards children? Most likely. Children's or teens. If they went that route, do you think it would be better suited for, like, traditional cable television? I think everyone wants to get a piece of the... The streaming pie? The streaming pie, so it would end up somewhere there. Well, the problem is, is, like, a show that's geared towards kids and or young teens, are they seeking out television shows on streaming services? Well, they sure as hell aren't watching TV on regular TV I just don't think they're watching TV at all. Like, including Netflix, you know what I mean? From what I understand, most kids don't even understand how commercials work. They just kind of watch their shows on Netflix. Their parents turn it on for them. It's like, hey. See, I I mean, this is an extremely small sample size, but, like, my youngest brother and sister, Mm -hmm. like, I I don't think they even watch TV. Like, I don't think there's anything on television that includes, like, Netflix and stuff that they seek out. I'm going to have to ask them now because now I'm just curious. Curious to see what what kind of media they consume. Uh, You're going to be super bummed when you find out your sister watches the same garbage that Jen watches. I hate you. Why'd you just do that to me? But anyways, Animorphs. Not anything that I plan on talking about this episode, but I'm happy that we got there. So while I was away, one of the more memorable things that I feel like bringing up on the show right now is there was one night where we were pulling out of the parking lot, and I stopped. And there's this, you know, group of people. I'm assuming some sort of family that was trying to cross. So, you know, yeah, I'll let you cross. Now, I watched these people move very oddly past my car, and then up to the corner, and then took a left, and then kept going down the street. I think they were robots. They all moved the exact same way, mm-hmm. and they weren't running, but they weren't walking, but they were, like, moving at this brisk pace mm-hmm. where their body movements were all lined up, and it was, like, not marching and not, like, a person walks. It was very odd. Were they power walking? See, and that's what Jen said at first. Like, I think they're just power walking. I was like, I don't know. These look more like robot movements than they do power walking movements. Well, also, who's power walking as a family at night in just like regular clothes? Mm-hmm. At like 10.30 at night. Also, the leader of this alleged robot gang here mm-hmm. started running up in front of the rest of them and then turned back and looked and started waving them on up some alleyway. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck these robots were doing. Do they know? Do they, do they like. 
did they notice that we noticed they were robots and now they're trying to scurry off into some dark alley and get away from the main street? Like, what's going on here? I don't know, Mike. It was very odd. Yeah. I wish I could have taken a video because, again, they were 100% robots. And if there's some fucking Boston Dynamic shit roaming the streets, got out of the labs and they're fucking out there, we're doomed. Yeah. I've come to terms with that. Or maybe they were Animorphs. Not how that works. Why not? Were there never any animals that got the ability to morph into humans? Uh, I believe there was at least one case of an animal accidentally getting the power to morph into a human, but I feel like that had a very unpleasant end. Oh. Like, what do you mean? I don't recall specifics, because I think it happened during the part of the book series that I didn't, like, read religiously. But um, I imagine it was in a great deal of pain. They probably had to put it out of its misery. Yikes. So when when uh, someone, like, acts... I don't want really to keep bringing up Axe. Axe was the one ailing in the group. Oh. I don't want to give me a human then. No. Just keep using Axe. Oh, I'm just... I don't know any of the characters' names. I really... I don't think I know anything about Animorphs. Yeah, I know. So, when someone morphs into an animal, mm-hmm. do they still have the ability to speak like a human? No. They They use almost like a version of telepathy to talk to each other. So, beyond the ability to morph into animals, they also have the ability to telepathically communicate? Yeah, but only after they morph. So when they're humans, they can't? When they're humans, they can't. What the fuck? Do I secretly love Animorphs? Axe could always talk telepathically because his species did not have a mouth. So did Axe come down and teach these humans? Like, No. Why was Axe there? Uh, so spoilers, I guess, if you care about animals. It's not really spoilers. Axe is up in book four, I think. I don't know. I think book four is when they find him. And if I'm correct about that, that's a fucking deep poll. I wasn't sure about that. Uh, let's see. So the kids, the kids are cutting through like a construction area after leaving the mall. Alien spaceship crashes there. Um, Elin comes out and he's like, listen, your plant's being invaded by these uh, brain parasites. Uh, I was fighting them, but, you know, I'm all fucked up. I can't do anything about it. You guys are going to have to fucking fight these aliens for me. He gives them the power to morph. Um, then the bad guys show up and kill that guy. So the kids can morph now. Axe shows up later. Axe is the younger brother of the original alien that gave the kids the power to morph. Um, I believe he was looking for his brother, but I forget the exact specifics of that whole interaction but that was his relationship to them is like he was the younger brother of the alien that gave him the power to morph huh do you want any animorph shirts i don't think i do i feel like if i did it was probably something i got a long time ago that i've since lost i do recall one of like the scholastic book fair things i might have managed to get myself like a like a a thing, some sort of set. Cause I remember, I actually do remember getting like a bunch of weird little trinkets or something animal related. Like I got, I got things. I don't think there's a shirt though. I mean, if you had a shirt from the Scholastic days, I would imagine that would fit you at this point. You'd be surprised. Like <laughs> you're just a young guy, Mike. You're just a young guy. Um. Anyways, the only other notable thing that happened to me while I was down in. Well, not notable. The only other relevant thing to the podcast that I guess happened while I was down there 
Actually, I guess two things. I finished the main story, like the campaign, the solo mode of uh, Mario Maker 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I 100%ed the castle, and I rolled the credits, but I haven't beaten every... There's, like, more levels than what you need to complete the story. So there are some levels left that I have to do that I'm going to slowly chip away at. But uh, it's fucking really good. And I will say that um, if you... Um, they're just blue blockers. Yeah, I know. Um, they, I like wearing them. They like make my eyes like like I just feel way more relaxed when I have them on. I have, I have a pair of Gunner Optics uh, glasses for for when I'm gaming long sessions, and Mike just put them on. Do you not have a pair of those for work? No. I feel like it's a thing that some people do when they're some on computers do, a lot. But I, don't know. I just dim my monitor. You're too fu- oh, you're too fucking cool for that shit. Do they do they sell like a film that you could put over a screen? I would I imagine they so. do, right? Yeah. I feel like that would be the probably the more optimal thing to do if you cared about it, I guess. Hmm. Is it scientifically proven to do anything for you? So, here's the thing. I remember seeing something about this um a few months ago, maybe like 6 months ago, mm-hmm. about like how the blue light from these things are bad for your eyes and this and that so like i turned on the blue the blue light filter on my phone yeah and like i've left it that like that for so long that it kind of freaks me out whenever it's accidentally turned off interesting i mean i feel like see i can't i feel like it makes the colors more vivid too maybe i don't know the the more striking thing that i see is that it like everything else everything in the room else, yes. looks different, and I think that's probably more amplified because we have these big lights. Mm-hmm. So it's probably just blocking out the lights, which is probably ultimately better for my eyes. I'm just gonna keep them on now. I look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. I look like a fool when I have these on. Sure do. Uh, my head's big, so whenever I add like, like uh, head attachments, uh, that's like accessories that are on my face or head, other than a hat, mm-hmm. other than a baseball hat, because any other type of hat just looks ridiculous. Um, yeah, you're like a human Mr. Potato Head here. <laughs> oh, that's an, oh my God, Mike! We drew, <laughs> we drove by somebody that, or they drove by us, and I'm not even fucking joking. This person had like you you know those glasses that like like this like like generic disguise glasses that are like black frames with like a big nose and a mustache. Yeah. That's what this person's face looked like. It looked like this person had one of these on, and then it melted to their face. They could never get it off. Oh, it was Humpty. It was the most ridiculous thing. Oh, my name was Humpty. Humpty. That, yeah. Uh, it was the most ridiculous thing. Actually, there's one... <laughs> there's one other... This is just like tangent after tangent. I apologize. This is a horrible fucking episode of the podcast. When I was probably... I would have to say I must have been around 10 years old. Um... A bunch of us, like Christian, Julian, and a few other people, we all grew up. We all grew up on the same like couple of streets, and we'd always like be out in the streets, like whatever, like riding bikes or fucking doing dumb shit in the streets. But there's one night. Now, when you left the house I grew up in, when you when you got went out of my front house, front like front up door, and took a left. Uh, I lived on Carmel Street. You took a left again onto. Shit, it wasn't Addison? Addison was the other direction. Blo- something would it be Bloomingdale Blo- uh, yeah Blo- it must have been Bloomingdale Street you go all the way down Bloomingdale Street and then you get to Carter Hill there's just a big hill 
And we were one day we used to always hang down on the hillside because it was just cool to like you could ride your bike down and you're, like go really fast and shit. You know what I mean? Right. It was just like that was the cooler side of the block to hang out on. So we hung around there a lot. And uh, there was a few other kids that lived over there, so like we'd like play like with them and shit. Anyways, it was one night we're out, and I say late, but we were little, so it was probably like eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. The sun had set, and we're down there, and I see this fucking car go by. And same thing. This fucking guy looked like he had one of those disguise things on his face. But it was the biggest nose I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not, like, trying to make fun of him with bigger noses. Like, again, if you look at me, I mean, I'm this. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm just a kid. Guy looks got a funny nose, mustache, whatever. Anyways, this guy drives by. I'm like, I'm not even joking. Like, I'm talking this water bottle. Like, like it was, it had to have been a fake nose. And that's why I was so, like, not enamored by it. But I was so, like, fucking strung up about it. I'm like, there's no way that's a real nose. It can't be a real nose. It is too big. It is just not a physical thing. We all got on our bikes because no one believed me. To this day, no one will probably believe me. You probably don't believe me. We all got on our bikes and tried to follow this car to see this person get out of the car. Never could. Never found out. To this day, people don't believe me, Mike, but I'll tell you right now. It's the biggest fucking schnoz I've ever seen in my life, and it can't be real. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, it looked like he had a dildo strapped to his face. Like, that's that's how big the nose was. I'm assuming all dildos look like the same size. I don't know what a dildo looks like. But it was a very large thing. Like, like I'm talking gonzo, but more straight and not curled up. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking, like, yeah, I, like, I, I, it, it was a fucking schnozzeroonie. Like, I'm, I, it was there. I, 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 it could not have been real. I feel like a lot of your stories are typically the same way. Nose-based? I saw this crazy thing, and then it disappeared, and I could never verify it. It's just gone. What stories are like that with me? Literally just now. Like, I saw some robots in the Cape, and they ran out of the alleyway, and then then they were gone. Yeah, but that's just a story. I'm never going to find those people again anyway, because it's the Cape. They're on vacation. Or they're probably plotting the demise of the fucking country. Who knows? Now you're like, I saw this guy with a huge nose, and he was just gone. And then... I don't know if you, like, investigated this other man that you saw that had the fucking glasses and nose. I imagine he just No, he just, he just drove by. He there was not by. much I could do about it. We're going we're gonna to we're gonna vamp for a second here. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a phone call that's going to hopefully, hopefully fucking this is... get, me, get me off the hook here. And... Is that really the person you want to call? I mean, I don't know who else to call. They were the only person... Oh, they weren't the only person there... But he's probably the only person that will entertain this conversation right now at this hour. Or he's probably playing Overwatch. So we'll find out. We'll find out. He's going to be like, why the fuck is Brennan? Why is Brennan calling me? What do you want? <laughs> uh, hey, Julian. You are, you, hey, can you hear me? Can, are, you, are you playing Overwatch? Yeah. All right, hold on. You're you're live right now on the Pass Control Podcast. So don't say anything stupid. Uh, Mike's here. You're on speakerphone. I need to ask you a question. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, do you remember, this was like fucking a long time ago, we're on, like, what, first of all, what was the street that, that that was in between us? Was it Bloomingdale Street? Yes. Alright, so we're on Bloomingdale Street towards the end by Carter Hill. There was this dude that drives by in a car that had the <laughs> biggest nose ever. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know anybody who's been 
nauseous. <laughs> you don't remember this story? This dude drives by with like it looked like it had, uh, like a dildo strapped to his face. You're gonna have to keep continuing this story. Man. I mean, <laughs> that's the story. We we got on our bikes and tried to follow the car so we could get a better look. That's the type of cool stories you're telling right now. It, it, came, it came up organically. All right, go back to losing in Overwatch. I'll be on later. Oh, we can stop playing Lucio Ball. Oh, Lucio Ball's the, the shit. Play with Todd. Todd should be on, too. Todd's on his fake account. <laughs> oh, Todd. All right, I'll be on a little bit. All right, see. Damn it. I like. I let, I thought that would have been the one. Is, maybe Julian wasn't there. Might have just been Christian. Who knows? Anyways. So... To move off of fucking schnozzes, since we're half hour on on fucking anamorphs and noses, mm-hmm. uh, I'm taking these glasses off too. So now my eyes are all sweaty, like my my eyes are sweaty from those. Um, so one of the more notable things relevant to the podcast that happened while I was in the Cape was I finished Mario Maker, which is fantastic. I'd highly recommend it, especially if you want to build levels, because I think that the single player, the levels that are made by Nintendo, do a really great job of teaching you. Like how to use their tools without kind of with also without like having to be like take this and do this. It's it's a really good way of playing through their creations that help you kind of uh, learn the tools better and and get some inspiration. So I would highly recommend it, especially if you want to make some cool or better levels. Um, but I also I'm trying like I I save this book for usually when I'm away or at the beach or something. Uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, and I know I've brought this book up on the show more than once, but I finished um, two chapters while I was down there. I'm almost done with the book, but the one that stood out to me the most, and one of the ones I've been excited to get to in the book, knowing it was in there, was um, the chapter on Shovel Knight, and kind of the story behind how that game came about. And if you are a long-time listener of the show, you know that two years ago, our first guest actually ever on the show was uh, Sean Velasco and, and Nick Wozniak from Yacht Club Games, two of the founders, two of the creators of Shovel Knight, and uh, you know, friends of the show. So so grateful, so so honored that they came on here and talked to us about Shovel Knight and a million other things. Um, but when I got to that chapter in the book, even knowing so much about Cuphead, knowing so much about these guys. There was so much more there that I didn't know, and I don't really know how much of it is really talked about or even available for you to know without reading that book. Um, and it really just like the the level of respect I already have for Yacht Club and those those that their team and and what Shovel Knight is to me personally and what I think it is for the industry. It like doubled after finishing that chapter because I don't think I knew how much went into what they did before getting the game to where it was and it's it's like crazy to see that like it was basically a team of five that they were all working together at way forward and they all decided to quit and go basically live in sean's apartment and make shovel knight every fucking day and the story is really really cool and uh if you have any like interest in what goes on, like, what really goes on behind all these games that you love to play, like, I think compared to other media that we consume, you know, music, movies, television, all this, I feel like video games are very unique, and it really varies between studios, you know, not in just, like, scope of 
studio with, you know, some studios with hundreds of people and some with five people. Like, besides those things, but also just how everyone gets these things to their infancy to out for you to play it. It's, it's really remarkable, and I highly recommend it. I mean, even some of the chapters are about games that I've never played or care to play, but the stories about what went into making these things reality is so intriguing. Like, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever been this, like, enraptured by a book. Clearly, because I don't really read that much. Um, but it makes me want to read more. Like, it makes me, this book makes me want to go seek out other books like it, which I don't know if there are many, if any. Um, but I would highly recommend Blood, Sweat, and Pixels if you have any shred of, you know, curiosity as to what goes behind the scenes of these things. Like, I would, I know he's working on another book right now, Jason Schreier. I don't know if he's said what the book is about, or if it is, I don't know what it is about. Um, but I would love to see him literally just do this, do another one of these books where he's just talking to other developers. Like, I'd love to see more behind the scenes of, of whatever. I'd love for him to talk to, like, anyone at Nintendo. I would love to hear those stories. I know the guy that did Console Wars, and well, I can't remember his name. It's uh, Blake something. Blake Harris? Maybe. That sounds familiar. That name sounds familiar to me. Uh, I think he he just came out with another book, but I think that one's mostly about the Oculus, if I remember right. Okay. I'll have to look into it. I, I just, I'm like, I'm, I'm fascinated by these stories, and there's another set, there's like a set of books, or a or book publisher or something or series i don't know what what the title would be for it but it's called like boss level books or boss fight books and each book is about a game but i i've like tried to when i look online they have very like drastically mixed reviews some people saying like they're not good and some people saying they're great so i'm like trying to find someone that like i trust their opinion to give me like feedback if it's worth my time because the one thing I would hate for, for it to happen would be, like, I finish this book, and then I go buy something else, and I'm like, oh, it's just not, like, anything as good as what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then be like, all right, well, I'm done reading books. Um, but, yeah, other than that, um, since we spent a lot of time on nonsense, I don't well, I might skip a few things here. Over the weekend, there was the Tetris 99 Splatoon event. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I think I saw a picture of what the thing looked like. So they've done they've done another event like this in the past where if you played enough matches to get a hundred points, you'd get um, the like old school retro Game Boy theme, and then they did one for Splatoon, which I don't. I mean, it, it's great that they did that. I hope they keep doing stuff like this. Um, but you'd like it because the music, like all the sound effects and music, are Splatoon. It's it's really cool. I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but you had brought up earlier that it's prime days it's today's prime day Mm. um is prime day garbage every year i feel like i never find anything i believe so yeah like do you ever get anything like like that you care like worth it to you or that Uh, you actually wanted or needed nothing i ever ever needed i think the first prime day i bought a shitload of stuff second prime day some stuff but probably not as much I think this might be Prime Day number four. I don't know what happened with Prime Day number three for me. Um, so, like I said, like, the first Prime Day I did buy a lot of shit, and I don't know if any of it was actually, like, deals. I just kind of said, ooh, cool. Yeah. And I said, this seems like a reasonable price, so I'll buy it. Have you gotten anything this year? No. Has anything even spoke to you? 
stood I out. honestly kind of forgot that it was even happening most of the day. So, like, every once in a while, I'd say, oh, that's right, it's Prime Day. And I'd open up Amazon Prime and, like, kind of glance at stuff. And then I was like, yeah, whatever. I, I've, between yesterday and today, I've looked through briefly a few different times. And every time I'm like, there's nothing here that I care about. Like, there's just nothing that I need to buy. Uh, the only thing that I've been debating, which I feel like is a good deal, but not even like a great deal, is there's currently a 400 gigabyte SD card for like $44, mm-hmm. which is okay. It's not amazing. It's compatible with Switch, and that's why I would be buying it. To, yeah. Because to, I'm I'm at I'm on like a 256 right now, um, so I'm like, yeah, if I get a 400, I'll be good for a little bit. But like other than that, I just I don't know. I'm I'm like kind of let down. I feel like some of the other retailers out there are like putting out better deals than Amazon is for, mm-hmm. for Prime Day. That's the one thing about Prime Day is that Amazon's doing Prime Day and then literally everyone else that's like a big online retailer is like, hey, we're also having sales. Check us out. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't even, doesn't even be online retailers. Like I know Best Buy is doing stuff. Target's doing stuff. Walmart's doing stuff. I mean, it's just – and it's, it's an excuse for everyone to put shit on sale. Yeah. But ultimately, I don't think there's been really anything worth picking up. I, I didn't even really look into – like, I didn't see any noticeable, like, TV deals or console deals or anything like that. I know there are some. Like, I think you can get, like, a Xbox One X, I think, for 300 or a PS4 Pro for, like, 250 or something, which that's fine, I guess, but it's not really anything remarkable. Yeah. I don't know. Especially for video game deals and stuff, I haven't noticed anything worth even mentioning or bringing up or my money. Um Outside of that, I did want to bring up that out of nowhere today, I don't think there was any specific reason for them to announce this, but Sega announced that they're fucking doing an HD remaster of Super Monkey Mall Banana Blitz mm. coming out this year in October. Okay. I mean, I fucks with Monkey Ball. I don't know if you get down with Monkey Ball like that. Uh, I don't. Monkey Ball's the shit. I had the first one on GameCube, and it might have actually been a GameCube launch title. I can't remember now. But it might have been a launch title. If not, it was like an early title. But... It was like one of those weird games. I mean, it's a weird game, but it was one of those weird games that I feel like people were probably like poo-pooing at first, like, "Oh, this is fucking what the fuck is this?" But the game was fucking dope. Like, I fucks with that game. It had like a really fun four-player multiplayer. We would play the shit out of that game. Like, that was a good like in between Smash sessions. Like, let's fucking bust out Monkey Ball, play some fucking Monkey Target, and you know some other shit. I think it was called Monkey Target, where you basically like roll. Do you under you understand what Monkey Ball is though, right? Yeah. It's like, I don't know if those puzzle things have a name, where it's like a flat thing. thing and you, you have to like roll the ball into a hole. Yeah, yeah. does it have a name? Yeah, it probably does. Well, for it's one of those types of things. And if you're listening, you don't know what we're talking about. It's like one of those things, you're holding a flat surface and you're rolling a ball around and you're trying to get it through the puzzle. Anyways, the main story of the game is like that, but they had a mode, a multiplayer mode in there. They had a few different multiplayer things, but one of them, I think it was called Monkey Target, was basically you started on this big ramp, you roll down, and then... When you get airborne in Monkey Ball, you can open your ball, which allows you to like glide a little bit, and then you close it up again. And in this mode, you fucking roll down, you get up high, open your ball to start gliding, and there'd be like point targets everywhere, and you want to land on the higher ones. And it was just like a you know who could get the most points. Mm-hmm. It was a fun little fun little game. I fucks with that. I never played Banana Blitz though, so I'm hoping it's a good game since they're choosing to HD remaster it. Um. But I wanted to get into some more of the meteor topics tonight, Mike. And 
is a legitimate reason for us to talk about Overwatch, which has me excited. First of all, which I feel like came out of nowhere. I don't. I, for some reason, Todd told me that the the summer games were supposed to start in August, which I thought was late. Very late. Well, actually, it was a very no, no, no. He's he would have been correct because I think that's how they did the last couple of years. That it started in August. It started in August. So maybe that's why he he said they were going to start in August. Um, but they dropped today, mm-hmm. uh, and they're going to end on August fifth. Mm-hmm. But. I'm always excited, even though we don't really ever stop playing Overwatch, but I'm always excited when there's an event around because it's extra incentive to play Overwatch. And I don't think they've done this for events in the past. There's some things that are different this time around. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've dug into the event to notice them yet. I knew about them, yeah. Um, so it's new for this event, right? They've mm-hmm. never done this before, which I kind of like, that there's going to be three different weeks where each week... Where they've done this type of thing before, just not tied to an event. Right. Like they did it for Anna, right? And they did it for... Baptiste. Baptiste. So basically, each week, if you get nine wins in Quick Play Competitive or Arcade, I believe, mm-hmm. you'll get awarded a skin. And they have a Reaper skin this week. Next week is a May skin. The week after is a Reinhardt skin. And I believe they're locked to that thing. Like you can't... I mean, I'm looking yeah. at it right here. There's no option to buy them. So they must be locked to that. I don't know if they're in loot box rules or not. Um, Maze is whatever to me. I kind of fucks with McCree's. I mean, McCree, uh, Reapers. Reapers, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, Reinhardt's my guy, so I got to get his anyway. But, I mean, I'm definitely down with those. But the rest of the skins, I, first of all, it's four skins. I feel like it's a, a low amount, right? It's a low amount. Well, I think altogether, I think it looks like a low amount just because the other three are, lock, are locked, locked that way. Yeah. But, I mean,. <sighs> I think, at first glance, this is a pretty lackluster skin event for me personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Genji one. It, actually, hold on. Let me, let me, maybe let's revisit this. The Genji one is pretty fucking dope, actually. Yeah. What is it based off of? I believe it's Kendo. No, it makes sense since it's called Kendoka. Uh, but that's actually a pretty fucking dope skin. Mm-hmm. I just wish I used Genji. And uh, my boy Garbanzo Beans over here. Got his fucking abs out, ready to play right here, ready to fucking shoot some arrows. Surf's up. Ready to fucking ride some waves. It's not like a particularly amazing skin, but eh, actually, I kind of fucked with the skin. Okay. It's not a bad skin. How do you feel about the skin? I listen. I, I like seeing characters in with their shirts off. In their streets, with their shirts off. That's fucking... streets. It's a bathing suit. I guess you know what McCree got it. Here's the thing, uh, compared to previous. Uh, Summer games. Mm-hmm. Last year was Surf's Up McCree, right? Uh, Lifeguard McCree, yeah. I think it's a better skin than this. Yeah, I mean, probably. Was last year also Grillmaster 76 or the year before? It might have been the year before. That, I think that's also a better skin than this. If if they w- didn't seem to all be, like, DPS characters, I would love to roll an entire team of just, like, us in bathing suits. We can still do that. We can still do it. It would just be a very bad team. I mean, I'll we could do that tonight. I'll play a match like that, right. at least a round like that. I'm down. Um, the I, the best of the lot, I think, is probably the next skin here, which is Torbjorn's. This thing is kind of amazing. Like, the, like this is a top tier skin. Like, it's insane. He's wearing a little speedo. He's got a a, a blow up hammer. He's got sandcastle, you know, 
building tools as his fucking backpack. Yep, he's got a fucking bucket. And his turret, well, his gun is a water gun. Mm-hmm. And his turret is a fucking water gun. Yeah. You can see the water in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a good skin. This is a really, it's called Surf and Splash. That's a great, I mean, this is, this is a good, yes. a very good skin. This this is might be one of the best event skins in the game. Yeah, it's it's up there. It's pretty good. This is a top tier skin, and then uh, the final skin is Lucio Ball for Wrecking Ball, which I don't hate it. I just I don't really care about fucking Hamster Boy. You know. Yeah, this is gonna be the skin that when I open up a loot box and say, that you oh, get I got right a legendary, away. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. It's just well, this. did you open your first loot box yet? The one they give you? I didn't even turn on the game yet. So I haven't opened mine yet. And I don't want to because I know it's going to be this fucking skin or something dumb. Um, what I am excited about is I've missed some some of these last year Summer Games events skins like Divas, which I definitely am going to just spend the coin on to get for a thousand. Yeah. No, she's got a beach one too. We got some beach we, ones. We, we, got can roll, we can roll a beach squad here. We'll need to see what uh, I think Anna might have one too. If Anna has one too, then we might be able to pull this off. Yeah, so we get Anna Beach, McCree Beach. Does Reaper have one? No, I don't think so. So Anna Beach, McCree Beach, Hanzo Beach, mm-hmm. um, Widowmaker. Widowmaker just helped. Widow Beach, Tor Beach. Mm-hmm. You said Anna. I think Anna has one. Anna Beach, Diva Beach. Mm-hmm. So we got, we have. We need something we, balanced. Well, we so. have we have one support, five DPS, one tank, mm-hmm. beached out. Yeah, but a lot of those. It's going to be tricky because the... Does May have one? I don't think so. Otherwise, I'd be rocking that all the time. Um, There might be one more, but we can one support. Does Mercy might have one. Maybe not. I forgot about that skin. She has that... Uh, whatchamacallit? The, the one I just had up. The goddess skin. That's a good skin. I haven't used it in a long time. Roadhog might have one. Actually, Roadhog and Junkrat, I think, have them. I don't have them. They're, they're, they're Christmas ones, though. Um. Check, um. Check Junkrat's Christmas. Junkrat definitely has one. I don't think I have that skin, but I should get that one. Well, there we go. We gotta, we can, we, it's gonna be high DPS team, but we can do this. We can pull this off here. Yeah, B-Trap. So we get some options here. Then there might be one more sent hanging around. Does oh, Sombra does have one. She's got like that scuba one. Yep. So we get some options here. We could pull this off. But like no skin for for baguette here. I'm kind of surprised that she doesn't have one because she didn't get one before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and nothing for Baptiste. So the skins are kind of whatever, and then the rest of the the cosmetics are, are they are what they are. I mean, I'm not really going out of my way for any of those I think there's only one intro highlight and it's Baptiste yeah and then there's a couple of taunts or whatever emotes a couple of emotes yeah and then the other stuff is what it is um so without diving into other things I mean how do you feel about this event overall so far um I'll do my best to get the skins that I want and I probably won't get a lot of them and I mean there's like four of them there's four of them. The only ones I care about are um, Reapers, which I can get pretty easily as long as I get Well, if right. you're going to include them, there's seven. There's seven. But 
I mean, I would I would imagine that all of us will get the three nine win ones because we'll play Overwatch mm-hmm. regardless. Um, so the only one I care about is, is Reapers. Um, I'd like to get Hanzos and Genjis, and I mean Torbs is nice. I'd like to get it, but I'm not. I wouldn't be too broken up if I don't. Get I mean, it. I don't use Torbs, so I don't use. I I also don't use Hanzo or. Um, Genji. Genji. But, but the, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I just like but... having their skins for some reason. Yeah, well, it's the same thing for me. I don't use Tracer, but I have all of Tracer's skins. Like, she's one of the few characters where I don't miss her skins. Um, so there's that. And then there's additional Overwatch news, which I'm fucking pumped, pumped about. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Overwatch League 2020 changes. Mm-hmm. Now, did you look into the like detail changes I did if you didn't um I I was watching a video today and I think they kind of went over it a little bit so basically if you're I'm not gonna I'm not gonna break down how Overwatch League functions now if you aren't familiar with how Overwatch Overwatch League gets down I'll give it like a quick primer it's broken into four stages mm-hmm. where each each stage so each basically leg of the season is has its own mini playoffs and its own like mini final Mm-hmm. And then the accumulation of all of those standings throughout the season add up to the final playoffs and then the grand finals, correct? Yeah, I believe so. So, I mean, there's like a there's many playoffs and many things throughout the season where teams can, you know, win uh, purses. They they win money for those, right? Mm-hmm. So they win like bonuses. So there's that stuff and then it ends in the grand finals. They're going to change that going forward. And, and so far every year with the Overwatch League, which I'm excited about, They've made not maybe not drastic changes, but they've done big things to the league. They've changed things around, and uh, we got a taste this season of one of the big changes they're making, which was uh, we had what two home stands this this season? One in Atlanta and one somewhere else. I think one was in California. It was probably um... just not at the Blizzard Arena at, yeah. at the other area. Um, Blizzard Blizzard Arenas in L.A. Are yeah. both the California teams Los Angeles? Uh, yeah, L.A. Valiant and... L.A. Gladiators. Gladiators yeah. So I don't know where the other thing was. but So basically, one of the major changes they're doing, which I'm really fucking excited about, and I feel like I feel like this probably wouldn't have been so great if they started it this way, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's the league's at a point now where, not only that, this is, this is a good sign for the Overwatch League that they're able to do this. They feel comfortable where this is the next step of what we're going to do, and that's they're changing... It from being every game is at Blizzard Arena in LA, where all the teams live in California and you know do all their things out there. All of the games now are going to be played in their home. Not all the games are going to be in hometowns, but basically, every uh, every team is going to have home games um, in their own respective arenas of some sort. Where those are all going to be, we'll find out next month when they have released the schedule, probably followed by tickets sales um but from what i was reading it sounds like there's gonna be 28 games a season next year um the divisions are now changing so currently we have the atlantic division and the pacific division um going into next season they're going to break it up into the atlantic conference and the pacific conference and within the two conferences there's going to be two divisions so there'll be um atlantic north and south and Pacific East and West, and those, uh, all of the, so the so Atlantic North and South will play each other twice a season, and the, then those two uh, divisions 
will play the other two divisions once a season. Um, so same thing on the other side. On the Pacific Division uh, Conference, all of the teams in that conference will play each other twice, and then they'll play the other teams once during the season. Um, and then my guess is it will function similar similarly to uh, more traditional sports where your your conference record matters more than your record against non-conference teams but those non-conference wins or losses will probably stack up in the case of like ties and stuff right. where it's like yeah you know Boston and New York both have the same record in the conference but New York beat three other teams out of conference and we only beat one so mm-hmm. they'll probably get the edge that'll probably be what that's mainly used for um, so there's going to be that and then to break up the season a little bit in the middle they'll have an all-star weekend um, followed by at the end of the season grand finals so no more stages no more uh, stage playoffs none of that it's just going to be one season that's you know starts all-star weekend ends of the grand finals um which I'm just excited about. I'm excited to have like a, like a home game to go to. Yeah, it'd be nice. It's gonna be dope. I hope it's not at Foxborough. Just because I don't want to fucking drive down there, but I'm imagining that's where it's gonna be. I I don't know what kind of venue they actually need. I don't either. My get, hmm. I I I wonder if it would be. At the Garden. But see, the Garden, so it's weird in this situation, especially with Boston Uprising. If you're, if you're a listener to the podcast and you, you know, we, we live in Massachusetts, so we're Boston Uprising fans. Um, but the Boston Uprising are owned by Robert Kraft, Patriots organization. All the teams in, in Boston aren't owned by the same people. So, like, Kraft owns the Patriots, uh, New England Revolution, and Uprising, but they don't own the Celtics. The Garden, where the Celtics play and the Bruins play, would be make the more sense, I think, for this type of event. But they'd probably have to work out some, some sort of something with them. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see where this actually is played. Maybe the Aganis Arena at BU might might make sense. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it, I feel like if it's only going to be two home games, like I feel like those will probably sell out. Probably. I mean. How often is this type of event going to happen? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Twice a year. So I feel like it will uh, it will do very well. Um, but, I mean, if you're interested in that and you want to know more, next month they plan on dropping the full schedule as well as the ability to buy tickets for your uh, teams of choice. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I, I like to see that Overwatch is making big changes, the Overwatch League. It makes me feel really comfortable that the Overwatch League is doing very well and that it's going to continue to grow and continue to do well. And it really, it's still, the Overwatch League is such a unique thing for so many reasons, but it also gets my brain thinking about, can Blizzard actually ever make an Overwatch 2? Just because with how much money is invested into the Overwatch League, I feel like it would not be beneficial if they made a new game. At least not anytime soon. Or if they did, they'd have to completely transition the league to Overwatch 2, I would imagine. Like, I don't think they would ha- have two leagues with mm-hmm. with both. You know you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I like, to, I like to see where that's headed. Um, before we talk about our last things here and wrap things up, Mike, mm-hmm. I do want to uh, plug our sponsor here. 
This episode of the Pass the Controller podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Higgins and Square or their new location at 1 Washington Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, scrum treats. And uh, you might also come across something called Chubby's, which is their new breakfast available on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Yeah. They're I fucking delicious. I wasn't actually listening to you. Did you are they always doing the Sunday night cookies too? Um I th- think they are doing Sunday night just at Carriage House right now. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. I haven't talked to Eric. I got to find out. But if you do head on down to Goodnight Fatty, let them know that Pass the Controller sent you. And thank you to them for always supporting us and uh, hooking us up. We are big fans of Goodnight Fanny, and they're big fans of us. So the last few things I want to run through before we wrap things up here is uh, Taika Waititi mm-hmm. just inked a deal to write and direct Thor 4. Mm-hmm. Weird news coming out randomly. I don't know why they didn't just do that at San Diego Comic-Con at the end of the week. Especially because Marvel has a presence there. They have yeah. panels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Kevin Feige has a panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we what they're going to discuss that panel, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited about that. Thor Thor Ragnarok obviously was a very big movie for Marvel. Um, so I'm excited to see what, what Taika has in store for Thor 4. The one thing that is a little... Uh, confusing is that with the way Endgame ended, you know, we don't really, really know what a Thor four means because mm-hmm. what does a Guardians three mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's interesting that they're even mentioning that now because that would, I would assume, mean that unless Thor four becomes basically Guardians four, Thor must either not stay with the Guardians or leave in that movie at some point or at the end. Yeah. Well, depends on when. When which movie's coming out when? Which do you think we'll find this out at San Diego Comic Con? How much MCU news do you think they're going to give us? Seeing as now, uh, seeing as how D twenty three is in August next month, where I would imagine they'd want to save the bigger announcements, maybe or like the full plan. Yeah, I don't know. I did not realize that they were going to be doing stuff. I could have sworn they weren't going to be at Comic-Con, so like, I just kind of washed my memory. So I think that last year there was no Marvel and no Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But this year there is. Because um, the Russos have their panel. There's a panel that... I don't know if it's a Kevin Feige panel, or regardless, there's a panel with Kevin Feige on it that doesn't say much about what the panel actually is going to be. But I would imagine it's going to be at least talking about maybe what the next movie is. Since at this point, we don't actually know what the next movie is. His panel is just him, like, just asking people for $10. He's like, all right, I just need $10 from each of you so we can beat Avatar. Come on, guys. <laughs> I haven't looked Come on, guys, in, in a week, up. so I don't, know, I don't know if we're up there. How much longer do you think Endgame has in theaters? It must be It must be getting taken out of a lot of theaters at this point. It's It's... It's, I'm sure it's dying down. It's not gonna. It's not going to leave theaters probably, probably for, for a while. For a while, but like there'll be less and less showings. Um, 
because I think you mentioned it before. I mean, it's a the, the thing with that movie is it's a long movie. So if it's not selling out the theaters that it's in anymore, it's really hurting that movie there mm-hmm. by taking up such big chunks of time. Yeah. Um, I think we'll get a little bit. I think we'll get a taste. I think we'll get maybe, like, it, at the very least what the next movie is. And then at D23, we'll get a more laid out plan of like, here's the next two years of movies or whatever. Maybe we'll get some some Black Widow stuff because I feel like Black Widow's probably, probably the next movie. movie. I now, feel like that's the one that we know the most about currently. And in regards to what plot or in regards to like it and existing and who's cast. I made a list the other day, and I don't remember if it was for the podcast or if I was if I was talking to someone else but there like if you go off of what we know about or what people have said or what the rumors are there's like a shit ton of Marvel movies like allegedly in the works Mm -hmm. like like 15 movies there's a lot of movies it's which ones are actually real and what's coming when and and whatnot is is what we really don't know Um, so I'm excited to see that the Russo's thing is so I don't know what their fucking panel is going to be about. Because if you go on San Diego Comic-Con's website and you highlight, like, the description of the panel, it doesn't fucking tell you anything. Mm-hmm. And the Russos have shared some interesting things on social media the past few days that are making my brain go in all different types of directions. One day they shared, you know, just a text that said Hall H, and then the audio playing behind it was uh, seen from Rest of Development, you know, there's always money in the banana stand. And they did the same thing the next day where it was trying out bad, you know, Donde esta la biblioteca, like that whole scene. And it's like, what are we, what is this, what are we doing? What are we, what's happening here? Because I think the, the very vague description the panel gives you, it says it's a Marvel panel. So why are you teasing all this shit? You know what I mean? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, crossover. I, that would be a weird one. It would be a weird one. Do you think we'll get a Star Wars trailer? Or teaser? New teaser and or trailer? Uh, Since it comes out this December? It's the, it, nah, it's the book end you know effectively to this trilogy that we I said it's a D3 thing D23 you don't think any Star Wars news I mean we'll get something but I don't know if we'll get a trailer yeah okay alright what about for DC do we know of what DC presence is there movie wise Wonder Woman is not correct I don't think so I think they because didn't they show off that movie poster and say they weren't going to be it didn't they say like we're not going to be at San Diego Comic Con but here's this movie poster uh, yeah, I think so. I remember seeing the poster at least. Do we think Suicide Squad? I did forget about Suicide Squad. Um, we might get some Suicide Squad information because all we know so far is that certain people were cast. And we don't, I don't think we know who Idris Elba's playing. I thought he was replacing Will Smith for some reason. I think that's what initially they said, but then I think they changed their mind. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You know how I feel about DC movies. I just didn't know if there was anything we could be maybe speculating or looking forward to. What, what, do, is there a DC EU plan? Like, 
Like, it, it, what was the last movie Blame that came out? Just, movies. What was the last movie that came out? Justice League? Uh, Aquaman and then Shazam. Oh, Shazam. But Shazam is part of it, or no? Kind of? Not really? Kind of. I believe so. Did Aquaman, was it supposed to be setting up the next movie? Not really. Hmm. I guess maybe that Joker movie? Not part of it. But would that be something they'd show more of, you think? Yeah. It's probably. Is it coming out this year? Yeah, I think it's this this fall. So they pro- I would imagine they'd probably lean into that, maybe maybe show off some more footage of that. Yeah, perhaps. Well, what else do they have coming out this year? Just this that? Year? I think just that. Because so, Wonder Woman's not this year, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that's what they lean on, is we'll show a little extended footage from from the Joker movie. Yeah, they might talk about Aquaman too. I forget what that falls in and then oh is that a, is that an official thing that's a thing and then the flash has been on the books for a while for a movie yeah what about lantern uh lantern i believe there was talkings but i think as far as the public knows the flash was the one that has like a director and a script interesting stuff they just keep pushing it back from other. i think right now the problem is the guy that's playing the Flash. I think this is one of the many problems. The guy that's playing the Flash is also in the new Harry Potter movies, and like those ones, I forget how that scheduling works out for him. I would imagine that scheduling could flex better than more people, though, because they're both Warner Brothers. They're both Warner Brothers, but he's still like, it's not like he can just because they're both Warner Brothers that he can fucking it's like, alright guys, I have to stop filming in this location, fly out and do my yeah. shoots somewhere else. But I mean, I, I more of saying like yeah, I think it's probably an easier schedule scheduling thing to work around because it's the the big guy up top like we need this guy for both so we're gonna make this work you know what I mean yeah I maybe I, honestly, I don't fucking know I honestly think that one of those movies got delayed because of the other I think Flash which is also delayed. possible I mean same thing with Guardians three same thing with now Akira because of uh, Thor four um so there's that so. I'm toying with the idea of making this a thing that I do from time to time to you. Mm-hmm. And this is where we'll end things here. But I'm toying with the idea of... I'm going to give you the name of an actual game. Mm-hmm. And it might be an indie game, it might be a AAA game, it doesn't really matter what the, what the game is. Yeah. But I'm going to give you the name of a game. And I want you to tell me what you think this game is about. Right. And we'll see if we ever do this again. But I was, I was like, you know, this might be a little fun little thing. Mm-hmm. So, this is a real game. This is not fake. Okay. Uh, and I'll probably never pick like a mobile game unless it fits. So it's it's gonna be something that comes on a console or Steam or something. Mm-hmm. So this game, Mike, mm-hmm. is an indie game. Okay. Called Pepper Grinder. Pepper Grinder. What do you think this is? Well, on service level, you would think it's about. Grind peppers. I okay. feel like that All would right. be the easiest thing if that was the game. Um, it seemed like a very simple mechanic. You grind peppers and you're probably putting it on some food. Uh, I don't know how you would up the difficulty there. It might end up being more like a sushi striker thing where it fucking. Yeah, like a, get like a puzzle game? Yeah. Do you think that's what it is? Sure, why not? I have no stakes here. I don't care. <laughs> well, it's not that. All right. Do you, have, do you have another idea of what you think this game could be? Um, what was it called again? Pepper Grinder. Pepper Grinder. Oh, so it's like Grinder for peppers. I mean, no, but 
It's not a terrible idea. It is a terrible idea. Probably. And the fact that you you like it just kind of cements that. <laughs> uh, do you want me to, do you have any other things, theories to add here? Do you want me to tell you what this game is? Uh, remember that show Pepper Ann? Pepper Ann, Pepper Ann. I never watched it. Oh. I, I don't have any follow-up to that. I just was thinking about the show. So I was, uh, I was watching... What did I do last night? played Overwatch a little bit, then I played Apex, and then I was just kicking around on Twitch for a little bit. And a friend of the show, a friend of the program, uh, Blessing Adeoye, was on the show recently. He, uh, a member of OKBeast, OK he was streaming Resident Evil 2 on Twitch um, uh, at twitch.tv slash OKBeast. OK so I hopped in there and watched him playing that for a little bit. You know, we're, the conversation was going, and at some point in there, the conversation turned to, like, um, we we're talking about like TV shows and stuff, and like the cartoons, mm-hmm. uh, but cartoons that were more aimed at kids, so not like not Rick and Morty and South Park, but like whatever. Yeah. And I, I didn't. What, what, what is one of your favorite like kid cartoon shows? Favorite kid cartoon shows? Like, a lot of people were throwing SpongeBob in there. It's like one of the mm-hmm. one of the goats, and I don't know if SpongeBob hits with me like that, like as a goat. Um, it doesn't for me, but I think that I. I can probably put together why that's the case for me. An age thing? It, we aged out of it too it soon? It wasn't even like an age thing. I think it like it premiered and I just didn't have cable at the time. So like I just didn't watch and everyone was talking about it. And okay. I didn't see it. So I was behind. By the time I caught up to it, I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. It's it's like a fine show. And I got some laughs out of it, but like it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it would probably have to be some other like old Nickelodeon cartoon probably or a Fox Kids show like off the top of my head I know I was a big fan of Rugrats growing up okay um, I don't know if I'd call it Goat I would probably have to really think about all the cartoons I used to watch as a kid and I watched a lot of cartoons yeah I did too but I feel like I didn't watch I didn't typically watch what everyone else watched like for me like if I and this is like a more of a not that it was necessarily a great show but for me it was like Again, knowing how much I'm like invested in video games, especially Nintendo, like mm-hmm. the Super Mario Bros. Super Show was my jam, and that's probably like my favorite cartoon growing up. But mm-hmm. it's probably not like critically the best cartoon yeah. growing up. It's probably not even that highly rated. Um, but I like trying to think of other things. Uh, Daria was good, but was Daria like Daria geared towards an older audience? Daria was not for kids. Yeah, like, uh, I watched a lot of The Simpsons. I wasn't gonna pick that for you. Why? Well, that's you think that. You think that would be... It was not a kid's show. Yeah, I know. But it also is, but it isn't. I feel like the, I feel like the adult humor huh. is... Written, am, I even written, calling, am I even calling adult humor? I'm just saying like it was like... It was a sitcom in the sense of like... You know, it was basically um, Family Matters or, you know, one of those kind of shows. It was, happened to be animated. animated. Yeah, you know what? You're probably right, actually. We were a kid my age was not their target demo like we could watch it it wasn't like bad or anything it's just like they were not marketing things for us other than you know Bart having silly catchphrases and stuff Simpsons is, a, is an interesting phenomenon um a lot of people were also thrown in uh, Avatar last Airbender last Airbender Avatar was good I mean it was really good um I wouldn't call it I'm thinking about shows that I watched as a kid Avatar came out in like Oh six, I want to say yeah. six oh seven. So you know, I was seventeen. Like it was a good show that I didn't watch right away. It's just it wouldn't fall into that criteria for me. Yeah. See, I didn't, I, I didn't, I never watched the Disney Channel. So cartoons and live action stuff on Disney was never 
like they just don't they don't resonate with me. I don't have that I don't have that viewing history. Um, Disney movies is a different thing, but Disney TV shows, you know, animated or non, just they don't they're not my thing. Um, see, the thing is, I feel like growing up, I watched a lot of things that probably weren't meant for kids. I probably watched more like Cartoon Network Toonami than I did like. I mean, those were still for kids. It was just... Yeah, but like, I mean, it is Cowboy Bebop for kids? Is Cowboy Bebop was on Adult Swim, not Toonami or Cartoon Network. I mean, I guess at the time you could argue that Adult Swim wasn't counted as a separate um, network, but now it currently is. Back wait, back then Adult Swim, like Cartoon Network just turned into Adult Swim, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't watch a lot of shit. Yeah. But I mean, it's like that's like saying, yeah, as a kid, I was watching a lot of whatever was on Nick at night, late at night. And yeah. Saying, no, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just like, it's hard for me to go after the things geared towards kids. I feel like I didn't watch a lot of that. I mean, is what I'm I was, saying. I was watching Digimon. I was watching Yu-Gi-Oh. Well, yeah. Watching... Well, well, hold on. Like Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon. Yeah, I'm on board. Monster Rancher hit me up. What's mm-hmm. what's good? Digimon. No, but you know watching card captures i was watching i did watch card captures occur jackie chan adventures jackie chan and the Dallas static shock i was watching oh yeah you so know. you watch a lot of fox kids shows um static was on wb card captures was on wb digimon was on fox um i just had another show in my head oh do you watch cubics I, I did watch. I did watch Cubics. I used to get so mad because it would come on after pokemon and i would fucking it's lose so my funny. mind it was get this shit out of here a couple week like last week there's like this YouTuber that every once in a while his stuff pops up on my fucking recommended things. And he was talking about Cubics. Like, yeah, here's this show Cubics that was really weird. And he was talking about, I'm like, yeah, Cubics was fucking weird. I never get into it. It always just made me mad because when Cubics came on, that meant Pokemon was over. And that's what, like, for that reason alone, I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch this fucking robot. Yeah, Cubics was. It was from. Now that I've learned more about it from that video, I'm like, yeah, Cubics was. It was an odd thing that they tried to push on us. I was watching a lot of superhero shows. That was what I just realized now because I was watching X Men, Spider Man, Batman. X Men. I watched X Men. I watched uh, a little bit of Spider Man. Not, um, not really Batman. I don't think. I don't remember at least. Hulk. Um, Muppet Babies. I did watch Muppet Babies. A Me lot. too. Muppet Babies was good. But even like Nickelodeon shows, I'm trying to think. I mean, I watched like Rocco's Modern Life. I watched, I watched Rocco's Modern Life. I watched Ren and Stimpy, which I would argue is not a kid show. Yeah, Ren and Stimpy was. That was one of the ones that kind of snuck by everybody. Uh, but I fucks with Ariel Monsters too. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I had uh, let's see. So for Nickelodeon, yeah, I watched a lot of Nickelodeon. Kablam! Kablam was my shit. So Kablam, I like revisited when it became available for me somewhere else. Is it still good? Does it hold um, up? It did not particularly hold up, but I just like that. I I know that at some point I really enjoyed it. Kablam was my shit. Kablam was like a mishmash, right? It had actually now Prometheus and Bob, right? Mm-hmm. That was Kablam? Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, the context was, you know, like the two, uh, June and I forget what the guy's name was. They were the two comic book characters in like... It would go to different shows, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I'm down with that. But, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's you, episode. You should probably just tell people what that pepper grinder thing was. Oh yeah, thanks for fucking bringing that up. That would have been a weird, weird little uh, thing to end up. How did we go from all that to 
not talking about Pepper Rinder. Um, I started singing Pepper Ran, and then you started talking about oh, that that's right. stream, yeah. and okay. I don't really know where that was going. It, it 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 literally wasn't. It was just to like because you said Pepper Ran, and I was like, oh yeah, I was that. I had like a on and off conversation with a bunch of people in a chat about yeah. cartoons, um, and I just I the point of me elaborating on it was I just wanted to know like if you had any goats that you meant drop mm-hmm. like wanted to drop, and then we started talking about it a little more long form, which was not intention intentional. Uh, but Pepper Grinder is a basically you're a space pirate named Pepper who uses a drill or a grinder uh, in an action platformer that has you solving puzzles while you're traversing the world looking for treasure. I see. The game actually doesn't look that bad. But when I was looking through games, I was like, this is a confusing game to to, uh, to say with no context and see what Mike comes up with. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 151 of the Pass Control Podcast. Thank you for listening. As always, you can find us all of our content on the internet at pastcontroller.io, uh, where we have all of our podcasts, any written content, links to social media, all that fun stuff. If you're looking for us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at pastcontroller, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pastcontroller. And if you want to continue the conversation with us and the rest of our community, you can do that by joining our Discord, which is most easily accessible by going to our pinned tweet on Twitter. Or if you shoot any of us a DM, we can get that information for you very easily uh if you're a fan of the show and want to help support the show easiest way to do that the freest way to do that is to share the podcast on social media and leave us a review on itunes we'd really appreciate if you did either or both of those things both of those things if you do have a few bucks kicking around you can become a patron at patreon.com slash past the controller which really helps us continue to do these things we want to do and uh if you want to rock some swag you can go to pastcontroller.threadless.com and get yourself a dope shirt dope you know sweatshirt what have you a mug phone case whatever you want and uh we'd be very very appreciative of all that you can find me at big room you can find this guy at underscore mycopath and thank you for listening to this week's episode of the past control podcast episode 151